Hey there, I'm Natalie Abbott, and this is The Dwell Podcast. At Dwell, we help you memorize one Bible verse every month. On our weekly podcast, we talk about what our verse means, how it's challenging us, and about how the God of the universe wants to connect with us in our daily lives. Well, welcome back to The Dwell Podcast, everybody. This is your host, Natalie Abbott, and today I have my sister, Vera Schmitz, with me, and we are going to be talking about this month's verse. And I have to warn you guys, this verse is a little bit heavy, and yet at the same time, it is also incredibly hopeful. So the verse we're talking about this month is Isaiah 53, 5, which says, but he was pierced for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. The punishment that brought us peace was on him. And by his wounds, we are healed. You see what I'm saying? Boom, boom. Yeah. Welcome, Vera. (laughs) (laughs) What's up? It's me. Hey, B. All right. The reason we picked this verse is because Next month, the the first weekend of the month is Easter, and we Mm -hmm. just really wanted to spend some time talking about Jesus and his death and resurrection on our behalf, the peace that he purchased for us. So that's what we're going to be talking about. And you just better hold on to your pants because it's going to be good. I know that it sounds like it might be a little dark, but it's not because it's very hopeful. That's right. So let's talk. Let's Let's talk. talk You know, when I I read this verse... um, I think about the people Jesus interacted with that he healed and that he forgave. Like, I think about the woman who was going to be stoned and he goes and, you know, basically rescues her from a mob. Um, yeah. And I think about each interaction he has with somebody who's who's suffering in some way, whether by their own sin or by their own um, ailment. He is so generous it's just like mind-blowing when you read when you read the gospels and you actually read how he interacts with people it's it's beautiful and so even though this verse is some harder words like pierced and crushed and punishment and wounds like those are hard words to visualize i think of all of those people that he reached out and touched or spoke a word over and healed Um, and it is, it's the most beautiful picture of why he came, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I think, I think the the issue is that he sees people, he sees each of us individually caught in this web, right? And Mm -hmm. we have no way of getting out. You know, the people that he healed physically, they were caught in something, they were broken in some way that they, there was no other possible way for them to find healing, Mm -hmm. right? And people who are caught in their sins, like like the the woman that you refer to, who's who's brought you know by this angry mob who wants to stone her, Jesus looks at them and says, "Hey, the the one of you who is without sin, you go ahead, you you throw that first stone, mm-hmm. right? Like that he is a defender of the outcast, and he understands our position, which is inherently helpless, mm-hmm. but that his goal here on earth wasn't to shame us in our helplessness, but was to save us out of our helplessness and to take on the things that our burdens, our sins, the weight of all of the wrong in the world and to take it upon himself and to bear it for us because we can never carry it. There's this like holy exchange that happens, right? 
you know, we, we, when God puts us on the scale, so to say, um, with our sin in it, there's nothing that we can do to, to earn, um, forgiveness for it, right? There's no way that we can pay for it. And so Jesus steps on that scale and just like crushes it. Right. Right. Yeah. I mean, the, the, the other half of the picture on one side, you have you know, pierced, transgressions, crushed, iniquities, punishment, wounds. And on the other side, you have peace and healed. It's like, what do we want in this world? <laughs> you know, that's what we want. <laughs> that is what we want. Right. So this is like the the worst news ever for Jesus and the best news ever for us. You know, so you have this, this um, massive conflict between you know, what is evil and horrific and what is beautiful and amazing. And we're the benefactors of his sacrifice. We're the ones who get to have peace and healing because he willingly took the punishment that we deserved on himself. So I got a question for you. In light of all of this, do you really believe that God can forgive any sin? I mean, yeah. I mean, that's the right answer. (laughs) It is the right answer. But doesn't it seem like, though, in your, like, feeling heart, that there are some sins that seem just way too big or horrific to be forgiven? Yeah, for sure. Like when you're watching the nightly news or something? Yeah, when I read a story or something, I'm like, dude, those people, those people, right? Them. 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 The other ones that do all the sinning (laughs) not me of course (laughs) um but yeah you 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 do feel that way I think that's our gut reaction but then you hear these amazing redemptive stories of people Mm. who were like living in the darkest like depths and not not because people had inflicted pain upon them but because they were the ones inflicting pain on others Mm -hmm. Um, and you read about how God brings them out and is seeking them too and that's when you're like okay this is this is for real you know it's it's for real in my life but um i just i think that those stories are some of the most transformative for for those who are listening yeah amen i mean you look at you look at why does jesus always get criticized by the religious people because he hung out with the worst kind of people Right. He was not too good for anybody. He was welcoming of every single person of the person who was the furthest out. He was like, hey, you're my homie. Come on. I got you. Let's go. (laughs) Yeah, that's right. Here's another question then. Why then do we sometimes feel guilty about things that we've already confessed and been forgiven for? What do we do with that feeling? Because I I get that a lot, actually. I think for me, the first thing is to recognize where is that coming from? Mm. Like, I've had that feeling before, like, rise up in me where I remember something that I've already been forgiven for. Like, it could be from years ago. And Mm -hmm. I get this sinking feeling in my gut, like, I can't believe I did that thing. Um, And to me, that is just a sly attack of the enemy. Mm. Um, I think he wants us to feel guilt about things that we've already been forgiven of. Um, And there's a difference between the way the Holy Spirit convicts us of something that we're walking in, a a sin that we're walking in, 
and the guilt and the shame that the enemy will push on us when we've already been forgiven and asked forgiveness. So as a pastor's wife, I, I get a fair amount of honest conversations with people about things that they're struggling with. And it is shocking to me the number of, you know, specifically women, because I don't counsel men, um, <laughs> thankfully. But um, there, it's surprising to me how many women have some thing in their past that even though they know in their head they've been forgiven, they in their heart are unable to give it up they still feel that guilt, that shame, the weight of it. And it is really, really hard sometimes to get people past that place of um, sort of self-shame. Yeah, I, I've mentioned this before on the podcast, um, the book Get Out of Your Head by Jenny Allen. But one thing that stands out in that book that I actually acted on, um, I mean, there were several things, but one thing that, that really was a moving of the needle for me was um, she says something about how a lot of times we, when we confess things or we deal with things, we deal with like 98% of them, 98% of the thing, but that last 2%, the shame, the guilt, we hold on to that and it Mm -hmm. kind of tortures us on the inside. And so she kind of encourages the reader to be able to share that with another person mm-hmm. um because that's how like you got to get it out you know and so yeah. after reading that um I was moved to like getting the last two percent out on a couple things and it was no big deal once I got it out in the light um yeah. and it had been like sitting in in me and on me and I didn't even know it um and there were several mm. other, other women who I did did the book with who felt the same way like oh it's just that last two percent that I'd never shared with anybody and maybe right. even they dealt with it with God but because they'd never taken it to another person it, it wasn't fully like off of their shoulders there's something about um the community coming around you when you're dealing with sin mm. Yeah, I think that there is a lie that we believe where we really want to hide something um, where we're like, well, what would everybody think of me if Uh they knew whatever it is? Um, And there's so many harmful repercussions from not being honest, fully honest. And I also think that there is freedom, like you said, in speaking, speaking it out and saying, you know, this isn't this isn't what is right. And I, I know it's not right. And I don't identify with this. This isn't who I am. I am, you know, I'm a child of God and, and he's forgiven me from this thing. And sometimes we need to hear other people say that to us. That's right. You know, and the crazy thing is even after I got that 2% out and this was, I I did that book, uh, last fall, I think, but there've been a couple times that I've, and this is my comment earlier, like where the enemy has wanted to make, make me feel like that thing was still there. Like that 2% was still unconfessed. Mm. You know, um, mm. and so th- that's why this verse is so good um, is because that peace, it says the punishment that brought us peace was on him. Like yeah. I deserve to, I deserve to feel a pit in my stomach about my sin. That's what mm. I deserve. But instead he puts himself in my place and I get to have the peace um, that he died for us to have. The thing about this verse that makes that so um, 
I think such a somber understanding is the graphic nature of, like you said, those words pierced and crushed and punished and wounds. Um, it, there, there was a, a tremendous price that Jesus paid and he paid it so that we could walk in his peace. He didn't pay it so that we could kind of walk in his peace. He wants us to fully walk in his peace. And not only that, but like those wounds that we're holding on to, those little things, you know, it's amazing how just a tiny splinter can fester and cause a wound and an infection and just grow if we don't take care of it. But Jesus is saying, hey, I want to heal that wound. Give it to me. I've already, I've already done the work. Now you just need to participate in this with me. You know, believe that, believe that you're forgiven, believe that you have peace, believe that you are healed in that area of your life. It's good. It's really good. Um, I, I was, you know, we, when we were creating the design for this verse, um, it was difficult. Like my, I wanted to do like a dove or something, you know, the word peace, because it was easy. Like, oh, we'll just put a dove on it. Because oh, those <laughs> other words were really tough. Um, and we didn't settle on that. We settled on basically a graphic piercing, like nails. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And it's, it's, a, it's an edgy tattoo. It's an edgy design. But I love that that's what we settled on. Because yes. that will forever be... Um, when I see that design, it's like, no, no, this is serious. And, um, but in the most amazing way, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Well, we don't have much more time, V, but I am excited. Those of you who haven't seen that tattoo yet, you can go look on our Instagram or on our website and see that. Um, it is pretty awesome. I love this design for this month. And you're right. It is a little bit edgy, but sometimes, you know, the gospel is edgy. Mm -hmm. Jesus is not like the safest (laughs) in a good way. He's not always just the dove. (laughs) He is not always just the dove. (laughs) There is also the cross and what he endured. So yeah. And there's the conquering King coming back for us. So it's good stuff. And I'm excited this month to be thinking about this as we're looking forward to Easter. And for those of you who are listening to this in real time, the next three episodes are of Vera's pastor. I've already interviewed him and he is amazing. Yeah. You have to go listen. Oh my gosh. Pastor Curtis is fantastic. It was like my favorite interview of all time ever. He's so fun. So we get to hear some of his Easter traditions also. I know Vera, you haven't heard this no, yet. I haven't so you're going to you're gonna have to listen because it's good. It is so good. Um, so for those of you who are, are preparing your hearts for Easter, this is a great series um, with a real genuine pastor who is just going to just going to speak gospel to us in every episode. So go and listen to those as they come out. And uh, thanks for joining us this time. Thanks for joining us, Vera. Yep, always. Hey, thanks for joining us on the Dwell Podcast. You can find out more about us at Dwell Differently on Instagram, Facebook, and at dwelldifferently.com online. We help people connect with God through scripture memory, daily posts, a weekly blog, and of course, this podcast.